Welcome to WrestleWolf's weekly wrestling podcast. I'm Dr. Damien Gibson and joining me to dissect everything wrestling and probably a few other topics as well is my good friend, Sir Matthew Kayfabe. How are you, my friend? Would you describe us as good friends? I sort of describe you as a vague associate. Uh, <laughs> That's what I get for putting my heart on the line. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just a, a colleague, I would consider you a colleague. <laughs> a work friend. A good, a good colleague. <laughs> a, a hearty work associate. <laughs> <laughs> oh god it must be a nightmare to like walk through the minefield that is doing a show with me no no it's fine <laughs> it's fine it's fine <laughs> it's great man i love it You're i love it we both took like room. a week off wrestling it's weird mm. both of us had the same vibe after um after recording last week where you were like oh man i can't wait to have some time off wrestling like, for the first time in a long time, I don't want to watch wrestling for a bit. Mm. And I was exactly the same. And I didn't. I didn't watch anything until yesterday, which is Saturday. Mm. Um, so, I had five days off wrestling because I usually can't help myself. You know, even even if Vince has pissed me off, whatever, I'll usually at least check in with NXT because it feels like a girlfriend that I used to love and I just want to make sure that she's okay, <laughs> you know. <laughs> or I'll watch Impact or something, you know what I mean. Mm. But this week I, I, there was an NWA pay-per-view, there was a go-home show for Impact, there was a go-home show for NXT in your house and I just ignored it all. And mm. it was good. I should probably do more of that. I didn't read any of the dirt sheets. It, it's. Did you do the same thing? Did you end up doing the same thing? I check some of the sites occasionally, usually in the mornings. But, yeah, I didn't pay any attention to wrestling other than, like, I didn't watch anything until yesterday. Uh, I don't know. Like, it's it's just so rare that it's AEW that disappoints me that it was, like, a weird feeling. I was like, oh, mm. I've been I've been left afloat. It's, this is all Cody Rhodes' fault. I've lost interest in wrestling because of Cody Rhodes. Yeah. I think I, I've – we yeah. I was like, we'll get to Cody. And then I was like, oh, are we just going to end up – Talking about Cody every episode for the night. <laughs> but it's, it's, yeah, it's interesting because, uh, anyway, well, let's leave that for when we talk about Dynamite. But yeah, it, yeah, Cody's, there's some strange shit going on there, man. Uh, is there any news that would be of interest to the, the Wolves, the Cubs? Do we have a name? Brother Friends? The Brother Friends. Yeah, Brother Friends. Uh, the, uh, well, this is, I find this particularly interesting. So, th- there's been like quite steady rumours that WWE officials are looking to bring back Alistair Black and Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe? Yeah. NXT apparently, NXT officials want to bring back Joe as an in-ring character. Well, yeah. I mean, yes, <laughs> you would. Absolutely. So, when they say N- NXT officials, they mean Hunter and Sean, right? I'm assuming so, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all William Regal. I don't know how it works. Yeah, all William, yeah. Um, yeah. You would be slightly annoyed uh, if if you weren't consulted on the people. And it's like, hey, we're doing this like the, the C show. We could have used Samoa Joe, man. Like, Yeah, I know, right? And you'd imagine that, you know, the amount of talent that's just walked out the door and Hunter must be like, are you fucking kidding yeah, Alistair Black, we built him as the biggest star in NXT. Even just the most, re- like, Ruby Bright, Alistair mm. Black, Buddy Murphy. Like, we'll take all of those guys, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, don't don't just give them away to AEW. Like, mm. anyway. 
who knows what's going on over the, there. Uh, um, I, I, yeah, I, I saw the same. I didn't hear Samoa Joe, but I'd heard the same thing about Alistair Black. But then two days later, I'd heard a report that it's almost uh, official that Alistair Black is going yeah. to AEW. So that's what it, it seems like. Alistair's definitely, or to, Tommy be- Tommy End, as he's known, uh, is is going to end up in AEW, which is great. Like he should, um, you know, it might be an opportunity for them to, you know, have their. I've said this a million times, but their Undertaker character. Mm. Um, well, I I think the 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 people who um, uh, I, I know as soon as I say this, there'll be examples of like, but what about this person? But I think the people who succeed in AEW so far from what we're seeing are, mm. are people who are good at their their creative. You know what mm. I mean? So like, um, Jericho is a, is a probably a pretty yeah. pretty good example. The Young Bucks have been good at booking themselves. Kenny's been pretty good at at, at booking himself. I mean, I know there's the Miro's and stuff. But I mean, like, Miro's gotten a lot better as well. Like, he, yeah, yeah, obviously. But I feel like people might have got in his ear and be like, hey, dude, uh, a Gucci-wearing fucking <laughs> video game Twitch streamer, no one, that's not. Well, I know I mean, that's you in real life, but no <laughs> one wants to see that on a wrestling show. This is this is what happens with every AEW. Like, the Young Bucks were were, like, difficult to watch for a while. There was a report months and months and months ago that the Elite had sort of had a private meeting and said, we need to step up if we're going to take this thing to the next level. And, you know, the Bucks and Kenny have stepped up. Yeah, but I think maybe, I, I absolutely agree, but I think maybe they, they were hesitant to book themselves like this initially because the, mm. but there would have been a huge backlash of, you know. Anyway, um, <clears throat> the reason why I say this about Alistair Black is like listening to him talk so frustratingly about, like him being so frustrated, I mean, about the newest idea that he had for WWE, mm. the the Black Father and, and stuff and um. That Heyman was really into it, but Vince, as usual, it's the same story where Vince just didn't get it, just doesn't, mm. you know. Um, but he was talking, uh, I think it was to Sean Ross Sap, I think, um, mm. about like, you know, he right down to like the ring gear that he had on was connected to the stories that he was writing for this character and stuff. So I would be really... Um, interested to if he's given the leeway in AEW to be able to do all of that and then mm. I'm super it's not just me going like yes AEW get a good wrestler it's like I'm really intrigued to see someone who wants to put the work into their own creative be given that opportunity and you can yeah. you can see it um even just a, a tiny bit with Andrade this week mm. of like Andrade knows how to sell himself as this mm. handsome rich guy you know what i mean like i mean yeah. i know it's very basic but it, like they couldn't even get that right for andrade in wwe so no no i mean if wwe did it it was alberto del rio and it was just much worse yeah uh, i mean it's not as gaudy as that I, as soon as you said that i was like oh yeah fuck it is alberto del rio but you know what i mean though like it's um mm. I'm, I'm i can't think of like oh, orange cassidy orange cassidy is someone who's like basically mm. you know been allowed to to be his himself and has completely got over. Pack is another one who is. I mean Eddie Kingston. There's Eddie a- Kingston. Yeah, I mean they're all doing their own 
character. And anyway, so I'm su- my point is, I'm super excited to see what Alistair Black does with his creative. <laughs> would you Would you like to see Joe in? Would you Would you care? Do you care between whether he goes to NXT or or AEW? Well, yeah. I mean, we're. I think we're both very biased about people <laughs> going to AEW because mm. again, I'd like to see Joe have a run as like a killer. There, there have yeah. been. Um, there were like spurt like uh, Joe. I think maybe just before he started commentating, he had a a run with Randy, where mm. like um he like showed up at Randy's house and stuff, and uh, <laughs> and uh, that just showed what a good heel Joe could yeah. be. Oh, he's excellent. Yeah. So I would really like to see him run through the AW roster. <laughs> like that could be really cool. Mm. Um, I think not to downplay, like I really like Impact, but Joe going back to Impact feels like, I don't know, there would, there would be a tinge of sadness to that, I think. Yeah. <laughs> like there he's, would be. he deserves a bigger audience than, than Impact. Yes. But if he goes to NXT and kills it, then great for him. But mm. you, how could you trust the company that's already fucked you over <laughs> like that so recently, you mm. know, like? Wouldn't let you wrestle, put you on. Co- I know he's injured for a bit, but like, wouldn't let you wrestle, put you on commentary. You ace that, uh, but then you get released anyway. Like, what are you going to do to be? <laughs> it would definitely <laughs> like, feel like he uh, was re-entering an abusive relationship. Yeah, it would be one of those things. Where you're like, oh, really? You got back together with <laughs> Vince? Okay, <laughs> well, cool. Um, yeah, I'm always the- here if you need me. Just give me a call. <laughs> So we got our next. Our next Meltzer is uh, Mark Henry said he wants to get back in the ring with AEW. He's been inspired by Sting. You look so excited about this. Oh, I just, uh, it could be good. You've pointed out to me some really good runs he had in WWE. It was so long ago, I've, I've forgotten. He had you know, one like the whole really good run. thing was really good. Um, yeah. The whole painting was great. This Cena, uh, Mark Henry should have beaten Cena for the world title uh, when he gave that retirement speech in the salmon coat and then just, like, planted Cena. Like, that was exceptional. Like, he looked amazing. Um, And then, you know, losing to Cena, he never got his, never got it back. I would just say that uh, AEW hasn't done a a great job with their veterans other than Sting, uh, but also... Not over pushing them means that, like, look, if Mark Henry's in a battle royale or in a tag team with someone, like, whatever. Like, if he's sitting in the middle of the card for a two-month storyline, that's fine. If he's facing Kenny Omega for the title, that's a problem. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be happy with that. My my argument is always with these signings uh, of the older guys from WWE or wherever, really. Is I don't want them to be taking a spot that could be take that could be Ricky mm. Starks or Brian Pillman or you know mm. like um, I know those guys are babies and they've got forever and they can learn off these guys. I I take all of that into account, but I from a really selfish point of view, there is a part of me that's like, well, you, Mark Henry's got a spot, but Warhorse doesn't. You know what I mean? Oh, or you look, like didn't you know? There's a like. It's also War the caliber of ready the veterans. for TV. I get that, but there's a part of me that's like, well, if I was running a company, I would take a chance on a kid who's doing something interesting 
rather than getting someone from WWE who yeah, yeah is proven and proven that he can do good work, but is he going to get, I, I don't know. You know. Like my thing is like maybe this young person might be like the next Stone Cold and get a whole mm. bunch of eyeballs on the product, whereas we know what Mark Henry is going to bring, which is professional and good and can be fun at times, but probably is he going to get a lot of people to watch AEW? I don't know. But I think that's also the calibre of veterans that they've signed so far like i think one thing you can say is wwe have fucked up by letting some really great young guys like miro and andrade go uh they hold on to their veterans pretty tightly and the reality is like you know you're talking about christian who was the second best guy in his tag team who's perfectly fine but like look no one's ever been like shit i've got to like change the channel to watch christian Matt Hardy, who was the second best guy in his tag team, no one's ever been like, shit, Matt, except for a brief period in Impact, except for the fact that I guess you could argue no one was actually watching, so you can't say that heaps of people were flicking the channel. People were YouTubing to see Matt Hardy for a brief period of time. Uh, You know, Mark Henry, big show, they're not – it's not like if they came out and were like, hey, shit, we've got um, Brock Lesnar, we've got CM Punk, we've got – uh, I'm trying to think of old guys who can still sort of Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. Um, you know, some of these sort of top-tier talents. You know, fuck, if they had, instead of uh, Christian and Matt Hardy, if they had Jeff Hardy and, and Edge, like that would be at least uh, a slight step up. But, like, the you know, the reality is they're not getting... It, it does make you look a little bit more B-grade when you're getting the B-grade guys. And, like, maybe mm. just roll with the guys you've got. Because, like, you do have, you're exactly right. You've got these exciting young guys. Like, people want to see Jungle Boy more than they want to see Mark yeah. ha- Ma- Mark Henry. Or Matt Hardy. Or Matt Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, you know, Jungle Boy's fucking cool. And, you know, and so's Orange Cassidy. And so are the best friends. And so are the Young Bucks. And so are, is Kenny Omega. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot of good stuff going on there. Uh, yeah. And all of those guys are making, like, big character choices. And I, I think that's what's interesting to people. Whereas what what will be, you know, not to shit on Mark Henry. It's, I'm only talking, I'm only using Mark Henry as an example because it's the name yeah. this week that's coming up. But <clears throat> what is Mark Henry bringing to the table that we haven't already seen? Mm. And I agree with you. Like in the mid card, yeah, great, you know. Um, and it's not just about television product. I know it's about, you know, teaching young guys the ropes and blah, 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 blah. And Mark Henry would be great for that. So, man, if he wants to do it, he's lost a fuckload of weight. He looks really good. So, like, if he wants to do it and he's and he does good work, I'm all, like, man, I'm always up for watching good wrestlers do good wrestling, you know? Mm. And he's, like, he's had to overcome so much bullshit in the WWE. It would be nice for him as a guy to get a run in AEW where people are actually supporting him as a human being. Mm. That would be really nice to see. Um but from a very selfish point of view, I probably want to see Brian Pillman versus Ricky Starks more than I want to see Matt Hardy versus Christian. Yes. Or I think that's, Matt, or, yeah. uh, Mark Henry versus Matt Hardy. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, so our final little bit of, of news outside the ring is that Billy Corgan's come out today and said he wants to promote Aldous Cody 3. Uh, I don't give a flying fuck about this and I don't want to see it because I don't think Cody's like a particularly exciting in-ring worker and I think Nick Aldis is the death death of enjoyment. But I'm assuming by the look on your face you are, you're pretty keen on this. 
Yeah, because uh, those other two matches and the build-up to them were amazing. Mm. Um, there were different people involved in under NWA at the time booking, So, mm. uh, and Cody was not doing what Cody's doing at the moment. So it is a little worrisome. Um, it's interesting that uh, Cody was wearing Nick Aldis's fucking jacket when he came to the ring. <laughs> Uh, at double or nothing, <laughs> so I don't know whether that was a little uh, nod to. I would love to see that. NWA um, are making some really interesting announcements this week. They're doing an all female pay per view uh, that Mickey James is is booking and getting behind. Uh, Mickey James debuted on NWA this week. She's Nick Aldis's wife, so it made sense that she would go to NWA when she was released from WWE. Once Vince sent her a garbage bag of belongings, and. Um, but it, it's good to hear that Billy's like doing stuff and is involved again. But um, just you know how I said last week that Power was the season finale. Mm. There's a new episode of the next season this week. <laughs> so not like they're just doing little things like that where it's like this is the season finale, and then everyone goes, "Oh, okay, NWA is off the air," but they've got another episode the next week, but it's part of a new season. The uh, it's just a bit all over the place. Of it. I wish I, I, I do have a real soft spot for them, so I want them to succeed, but it's just all over the place at the moment, man. I think maybe the female tact might be their way, their way in to become like the, the, the promotion for, for women that maybe uh, that could be their thing. I don't have a whole lot to say about this before we move on to Dynamite, but I do just want to say that the only way I'm like really keen on Aldous Cody is if uh, Cody's like. I beat that English cunt Anthony Agogo and now I'm coming for you, Brit. And he becomes like the POM killer. (laughs) (laughs) It's just Cody Rhodes who hates the English for some reason. Yeah, I know, because it's 1788 or whatever. Um, (laughs) He dresses like a general. Yeah, he's just pouring. He's got a big box of tea that he brings out to... See, this is this is the thing. Would would that storyline have been better? And the answer is yes. If Cody just went, the problem was they didn't go all in. Like if he came out in a giant teacup and then like tossed it into the, the like <laughs> off the stage and was like like he did with the the throne with the with the, like this is the stuff Cody's good at. And he was wearing like the little American like Rocky Bo- uh, Apollo Creed American flag shorts, and then like Anthony Agogo came out dressed like you know, the Earl of Winchester <laughs> and was, like, upset about the teacup. Like, just do it like that. Just go proper or just don't do it at all. Yeah, yeah. I was – there was a part of me that wanted, like, that ridiculousness in the – anyway. Um, they – yeah, though, if you haven't – I think they're just on YouTube. If you haven't oh, – actually, there might be – Well, one was on All now, In. But, hmm? I think the first match or second match was on All In. Yeah, it was. Uh the second uh the second match? The I one think- that Cody won, I think, was all in. Oh, that might have been the first one. Anyway, if you haven't seen them, try and track them down because they are legitimately really really great fun matches. Um But yeah, uh will NWA finally fucking <laughs> be involved in the Forbidden Door universe? Who knows? I mean they kind of are, but not really. Oh, Camille beat Serena Deeb for the NWA Women's Championship. So, an NWA wrestler now has the NWA belt. But anyway, um, the only other thing I was going to mention that you didn't uh, 
it's not really news. It was just the one thing I did notice during the week that I thought was kind of cool uh, mm. was uh, Matt Cordona appearing at the GCW event during the week, pretending to be John Moxley, uh, yes, and then getting booed cool. out of the building when he took his hood off, and it was Zack Ryder in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> you got to love real some real kayfabe, man. I thought you know, as a professor of kayfabe, you would have loved what Matt Cordona is doing at the moment with GCW. It's it's just that I don't care about uh, Matt Cordona very much, but otherwise, mm. yes, I do. like I did love the mock. He did a very very good John Moxley. Uh, it took me a moment to realize it wasn't John Moxley. I was like, yeah. "Wow, that guy's grown a lot of hair." Uh, <laughs> well, the audience had the same reaction where they thought it was Mox. Even when he like takes the hood off, people are like, "Yeah!" And then there's this like <laughs> ripple of like. That's fucking Zack Ryder. That's Zack Ryder. They're not even called him Matt Cordona. He gets booed out of the building. Uh, and then there was uh, additional stuff that happened during the week at a press conference, which you know they made to look like a shoot fight and stuff. I, I don't know. It's cool, man. I love hmm. seeing that stuff, like people being creative to get their name out there and um, going into business for yourself. It's a way to do it, man. Unless you're at WWE, you'll get fired. But if you're not at WWE... <laughs> You know, go into business for yourself, get 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 your name trending on Twitter, and we'll talk about you on the WrestleWolf pod. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've uh, made it. Dynamite. What do we want to talk about? Well, this was this was not a great episode of Dynamite, but it sort of was what you were saying last week as far as look, it's ten PM on a Friday night. Let's put on some good matches. You know, nothing's gonna get furthered. Uh, you know, there were, as far as, like, things to talk, like, look, Christian Cage and Angelico was fine. Uh, this is all leading towards Matt Hardy versus Christian Cage, which is a match that I am not looking forward to, but is a perfectly fine use of them. Um, and, you know, there, there were some good matches here. There was, you know, the the, the trios match. Uh, Brandon Cutler mm. is going to get over. Yeah. <laughs> it's absurd. <laughs> yeah, he is. And they... Like, how does AEW do Can They Coexist, which is the oldest wrestling trope? And they did it really well. With Park and, and Eddie Kingston, they just did it really well. Like, they didn't WWE it. I think because they don't they don't punch you in the face with the with the story point. Mm. I mean, it's, it's not subtle compared to no, actual television shows. You know what I mean? I mean, Eddie Kingston is telling, not showing. Like, mm. Pac, are we cool? You know? I suppose <laughs> it is kind of showing. But it's not the- You don't have the commentators going, how will they coexist? And that, yeah, that's exactly. what you yeah. would get from WWE. It would yeah. be constantly like- And remember, Sasha and Bailey don't like each other, but now they're the tag team champions, and there's no way that they can keep this team together. Can they keep the team together and be the state champions? <laughs> or are they- You know, it's all that stuff, whereas that didn't really- happen here um and eddie kingston and pack are really likable and engaging characters so when they're doing stuff even if it is how will they coexist you're into it yeah i was i definitely was really impressed like obviously that i really like how they slow book things and i like that like you know team taz has been breaking up for six weeks we got the final sort of initial breakup, proper breakup of Team Taz, which is really exciting. Brian Cage versus Ricky Starks is going to be fucking sick. But, like, you know, we're, we're getting, we're heading towards a trios title. They've all said they're going to do a trios title. 
but they're just they're, they're not rushing it. They're just you know building up a storyline stories with you know groups of three people. Yeah, like you know, uh, at some point Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks are going to challenge for the trios to tag team title, and it's going to be sick. And at some point, Death Triangle. Uh, if Death Triangle aren't the inaugural uh, tag team trios tag team tam- champion, I would be shocked. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. You think that would be the beginning of the end of Kenny's reigns? I, I don't know. I genuinely don't know. And I, I imagine that Cody will win the NWA title and then, you know, go title versus title with Kenny, beat Kenny. Uh, I'm into that. Compared to what Cody's doing right now, fuck, that would be amazing. And if Just all be- of this, like, Cody not speaking <laughs> to the elite and everything has been mm. all a part of that, then great. I don't know Bef- if it is, but before uh- <laughs> we get to before we get to Cody, just quickly, because um, I, I do, I think Cody's sort of our our end of show because that's probably the most important thing that actually happened. You know what they haven't really mentioned? Andrade and uh, Andrade and Kenny Omega have a AAA championship match coming up. Yeah. Well, they also didn't mention that M- Moose and uh, Kenny have a match today. Hmm. Like I, I wonder, on an impact pay per view, <laughs> like this is uh, this is sort of given how they're building Andrade. If Andrade doesn't win the AAA Championship, it might not be the best thing for the AEW character. So maybe they're just not they're just playing it off like it's not happening. Yeah, it could just be. It could. I don't know. It could be copyright stuff. Although they mention New Japan and Impact, they do mention New Japan yeah. and Impact. I mean, whether it's directed from Turner Broadcasting to not mention other wrestling promotions, Mm. you know, not that to me, that makes more sense of TV executives not getting a shared universe and going, yeah, but that's the opposition. We can't mention them on TV. Mm. I don't know. It's weird. This is the same. This keeps happening every time there's an impact pay-per-view where it's like Kenny Omega is headlining impact, whatever Mm. it is, and it just doesn't get mentioned at all. The, uh, and, and this week, the match against Moose is at Daly's place. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see this. I can't, like, I'm going to watch this uh, maybe tonight. Um, I'm excited for that match. But uh, I, uh, the, uh, I, I'm, I have, a, I have a, a fantasy booking thing. All right, um, give me. Adam Page is incredible and he's like so over as a face and I hate seeing faces with titles for a very long time. Like I just I just don't think it I think it's always better on the chase. Uh I want to see him start to circle around uh to come after Kenny. Uh there's so many obstacles they can put in his way. It it'll be such a fun chase. At all in, I wanna see uh Page beat Kenny. And win the title. I want to see Miro beat Cody. Like if Cody's if Cody's becoming this ultra American person, just so Miro can finally get his coming out on a tank at WrestleMania victory back. Like that's that's cool. I'm into that. Uh, and then the next night, I want to see Miro cash in the TNT title and win the AEW title off Page. Like I want to see injured Hangman Page, who the Elite maybe beat down afterwards. You know, you've had your moment of like, holy shit, Adam Page is the champion. And then Miro, this character who is the most horrible, you know, unbeatable bastard, just comes and absolutely trucks Page. And, you know, we've got another dominant evil ruler. 
you would do that the next night. You wouldn't even have a couple of dynamites where you could have Adam Page come to the ring through the crowd because we'll have crowds back in three weeks. Yeah, okay. Maybe I give him I give him one. I give him one and then Miro comes out and says, I've don't TK's agreed. And then, you know then the next dynamite we get the title change. That's <laughs> not I like it. It is good booking because then Adam has to chase Miro. And it makes me not hate it makes me not because, like, what what I'm always concerned about when a face wins the title is that I'm going to eventually hate them because I'm going to get bored because it's always much less fun with a face as champion. Yeah. Like, that's what happened with John Moxley. But if it's been built up for that long, mm. I think it might be slightly different with Adam than it is with Mox, right? Because everyone expected Mox to come in and win the championship. Adam ha- was in the first title match and then mm. has essentially been chasing the title Ever since. I mean, by the time that's if he does beat Kenny to become champion, but by the time yeah. he does, it'll be like a three year story, you know, of like. It's pretty he, impressive. Yeah. There's like he lost to Jericho, then he like formed a tag team with his buddy, then he was kicked out of the elite, and then Kenny turned on him, uh, you know, and then he's like been too, you know, he lost all his confidence and didn't want to even challenge for the title, but then became friends with the Dark Order and like through their friendship, like. <laughs> You know, it's so far it's actually been a pretty fucking good story. Oh, I just heard you say that him becoming friends with the Dark Order is a good story. Yeah, this is well, a- no, I mean, <laughs> it's part of it. It's part of a good story. Like, the Dark Order, like... You've yeah, come around, just admit it. No, but I just thought that he was going to become, like, a fucking, you know, like a weird, dark... Like, I thought his character was going to change. Mm. It's like, no, he's a loner... You know, yeah, he's a. They've like, done a great job. Anyway, it's it's fantastic. So uh, yeah, I think that would be really, I think that would be really good booking. I I actually, it's probably in comparison to last week. I really enjoyed this dynamite. It, it kind of just like slipped into. I'm not saying it's the best dynamite. I, mm. I'm not saying that by any stretch of the imagination. But I think it just like slipped into third, and then I was just cruising for an hour mm. and fifty minutes. Like the watching pinnacle a wrestling promo show was... that I was like the Cody the Co- obviously we're talking about Cody <laughs> but um, the Cody segment I was like what the it was like watching a different fucking show for mm. ten minutes but then everything else I was like really into Sting versus Darby are they breaking up like that I was like ooh yeah this is going to be cool because a hundred percent Sting's going to come down like uh, the Scorpio Sky Ethan Page are the most the least major people ever to be on a wrestling show. Like, they come off as so, like, both so, like, hackneyed and awesome at the same time. Oh, I was just about to say, I think Ethan Page is a potential star, man. And he's oh, like, absolutely. Like, he's putting uh, Scorpio Sky so over with me. Like, <laughs> they're... They're so comfortable in each other's presence. It's obvious that, like, if they weren't friends previously, they've become mm. fast friends doing this tag team together. It's the same thing we were talking about with Eddie and John, right? That, like, when people are working with people that they trust and like, you get better TV. And I mm. actually, when they come on screen now, it's the complete, and I, you know, I feel bad because everyone loves Chris Daniels and blah, blah, blah. But when I see Scorpio Sky now, it, I get the complete opposite reaction that I used to with SCU, which was, ugh. Whenever I see these guys now, I'm like, oh. Mm. We could probably wrap this storyline up pretty quickly, like the the Derby versus Scorpio. Like, mm. by the next pay-per-view, I probably want it done. I don't think it's got the legs to keep going for years and years. Um, 
But I, I reckon Scorpio and, and Paige could be heel tag team champ. I mean, obviously you got the Bucks at the moment, so it's pretty hard to take the belts Yeah, this off is them. the problem is that we're we're living in a world where there's all these great tag teams and, you know, they're just sort of stuck in it. There needs to be a few more, you know, best friends versus Santana and Ortiz storylines where there's their title's yeah. not involved, but there's well, actual stories. a bit stories. more tag team wrestling. Yeah, you know, like well, this is hopefully Rampage sort of fixes the women issue and fixes the tag team issue. Yeah, and also like at the end of this month, uh, so we're just going to have to put like unfortunately as wrestling fans, NBA comes first. Mm. We're just going to have to put up with okay Dynamites while it's on in the back lots of a Friday night. But I noticed well, we got uh, one more episode, and then we've got. Saturday Night Dynamite, which is clearly a massive deal, and then four weeks of special shows. Of pay-per-view shows, but that's exactly what I was about to say. So they go back on the road and then essentially they're putting on like road rager TV pay-per-views. <laughs> it's so 80s, right? Um, so it, I'm looking for it, it'll – I can't wait. I can't wait to see those shows in front of crowds, man. Mm. I think I think Paige – I mean, obviously there was – you know, there's crowds at Daly's place, but like a big auditorium, like just ravenous AEW crowd. Oh, man, I can't. I, I'm yeah. fucking excited. I'm Look, so excited. I mean, it, you know, the, the Pinnacle promo was good. The Britt Baker promo was good. Um, oh, did you notice that, uh, and they've been doing it for a little while now, that Britt and uh, Rebel are wearing their hair like the demon from Kiss? Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah, they've got like the little top knot. With like their hair <laughs> down, that's wonderful. Everything they do is so wonderful. Um, My everyone in Dynamite has those little flourishes that, yeah, you know those little Easter eggs where you're like, oh fuck, that's cool. I don't like think even Vicky Christian Carrera. wearing Taz's colors on his mm. tights to be like, is Christian gonna <laughs> join up with Taz at some point? You know the. Uh- I don't know if Vicky Guerrero can be with both Nyla Rose and uh, Andrade, but that's a matter for we'll see how that plays out. We don't know Just, if Vicky's going to be with Andrade. It'll ruin Andrade for me if Vicky Guerrero mm. is his manager. I, 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 Just <laughs> yeah, let him come out and do promos in Spanish. Mm. Well, this is I'm sort of this is one weird thing I've noticed. I mean, he can you, speak like, English. It's not like he Dyn- can't speak English. But like, Dynamite are really good at. Um, at, at abandoning things that don't work. Yeah. But they've abandoned Penta Says, man. Uh, and Penta Says was, like, massively over. Yeah. It's sort maybe of weird it, that maybe it's gone. only when he's doing single stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm you know, I just always want to see more Penta. Are we going to do it? Are we going to talk about Cody Rhodes? <laughs> I'm kind of putting, I'd like, is there anything else that I... Uh, no, not really. The last match was... Interesting, Miro versus Evil Uno. Yeah, it was fine. It was a good match. Was that the last match? No, no there was, was no, the, the last the match was Hangman match. Page. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then we had the breakover team Taz. Yeah, sorry, I got that the wrong way around. Uh, uh, yeah, Jim Ross interviewing Andrade next week gives me hope that a Vicky Guerrero is not going to be his manager, mm. um, and two, we're slowly transitioning Jr. into that role. JR was really good this episode, though. I'm gonna he didn't be annoy me. The, he didn't uh, annoy I me. Was, That's I was, the first time in a long added, time. I thought he added a lot of value. Uh, I thought he was really good, but that was it was bizarre that I like noticed he was good because I usually don't pay heaps of attention. Yeah, well, the commentary. Fuck, you know, one out of 
114 <laughs> weeks. So, but anyway, let's be positive. Maybe it's on the up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something that we can't really be positive about is Cody Rhodes booking himself. Isn't it amazing that the criticism of his dad is exactly what everyone is criticizing Cody mm. for <laughs> right now of like self indulgent booking storylines that don't really make sense? Um, and just sort of coasting on his own charisma to get through shitty storylines that, well, he, that is, he's booked for himself. I said to you, the only thing that makes this okay is that all the Cody segments seem like they're happening on a completely different show. Yeah. Like, this it, this doesn't seem like it's dynamite. This just seems like it's, you know, this is Cody's five minutes of the show and, you know, you can just skip it. You don't have to watch this. And what what kills me is that he's involving all these young guys who could be really great if they were given proper, you know, like Anthony Agogo was not ready to have a pay-per-view match and shouldn't have, have had one because mm. he's going to be fucking huge if they play him right. And, you know, Nick Comorado is absolutely not ready to be in these matches. Uh, QT Marshall is never going to be ready to be in these matches. Uh, and I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. Pretty sure that Arn Anderson's clone slash son is <laughs> is not gonna like he shouldn't be debuting in boat shoes. Like I get the reference, I guess I get that he's dressed like Arn in nineteen ninety six when Arn was terrible, but um this is not this is not good. Like uh, Brock Anderson should have. I suggested to you that the pinnacle should have kicked Sean Spears out by having Brock Anderson debut as their enforcer. And he just spine busters Sean Spears, and it's like fucking a huge deal because it's you know you've got BA, not not quite double A, but you've got you've got a spine bustering Anderson in your four horsemen faction. Yeah, and it, yeah. yeah, it's really disappointing. It's I mean like we don't know. I mean I don't know if Brock Anderson can wrestle. He looked pretty fucking nervous. Which is, you know, to be, that's understandable. You're there with Cody Rhodes and your dad and Tony, you know, like on national television. So, it's a pretty big debut. But, again, it's just like why, why, is, why is Brock out here? Like it's, it's this weird underlying like story that they don't really explain very well of like, well, Cody runs a wrestling school and QT mm. used to be in charge of that. But- uh, and so Brock was a student of that, and he's upset with QT. But they don't even really explain that. Essentially, this storyline was like, uh, well, Arn is my mate, and uh, he thinks Brock can wrestle, and I've been teaching him, and I think you're ready to go, so mm. you're a wrestler it's, now. It's it's QT, QT going, we have all these great young people that deserve to be featured, and you're just putting yourself over, and Cody being like, yeah, well... I have another second generation entitled kid. Uh, yeah, it's bad. It it needs to end, and hopefully QT at the end of this Friday that, night, dynamites. This is done. The QT saying that there was a spark of like, yeah, oh shit, maybe they, maybe they've realised <laughs> what you know what the criticism is of this angle. If they actually played on that, if QT kept pushing that point. Mm. That would be a good story. The only problem is QT is the face and Cody is the heel. Because <laughs> yeah. QT is essentially a union rep. Yeah. QT is coming out and saying, hey, hey, 
there's more than one person on this roster. You need to give people opportunities. Hmm. Blah, 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 blah. He's like, you know, collecting bargaining for a bunch of young kids. (laughs) (laughs) And Cody is the, you know, horrible capitalist swine who's like, no, no, I'll be taking all the matches. Thank you. (laughs) But like in, in his head, he's fucking Rocky. He's Rocky Balboa. And we're going to have to get another Cody to QT match, which is just, I think this is now the third or fourth one. It's so uh, bizarre, right? Like, because Co- it, this isn't like, I mean, I don't, I, <laughs> it's driving me insane. Cody was booked well mm, before this. Fantastically. You know what I mean? The, there was. There was the Dustin stuff. Then there was the MJF stuff. Then he was the first TNT title. Then he had the open challenge thing, which, yes, John Cena, blah, 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 whatever. But still. Um, And then there was the Shaq thing. And now this. So I don't know whether he's just distracted because he's had a baby and he's doing the the, the reality TV show or whatever. But it's so weird, man, isn't it? It really is like a weird every week it's this weird 10, 15 minutes of like, what is going on? And then it just goes back to normal programming once they're out of there. It's the only thing that makes me think that maybe the Cody Elite split is actually right because they're Same. doing all this great shit and they must be watching this and being like, what is going like how has TK not stood in and been like, all right, we're moving on now? Like, sh- I just hope that this is. Once Friday Night Dynamite's over, this is over. Like he said to Cody, this is what you've got. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, I absolutely agree with you. Like every time I'm watching a Cody segment like this, I'm like, maybe maybe it's the Bucks and Kenny who are the good bookers and mm. Cody is out on his own and we're really seeing what happens when Cody books himself. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, where's TK in all of this? How can you be looking, like, objectively, because you're right, the amount of quality control that happens on AEW over time is has been phenomenal, you know, mm. in the sense of, like, they try something, everyone goes, eh, and then the next week Tony's like, sorry about that, here's the thing that you wanted. Or, you know, you're right, we're going to book it this way. Mm. Um, this has been going on for months. Months. And the other thing as well, man, I don't hear anybody else bitching about this i feel like oh, we're the i think only- the, this is you uh tuning out from the internet because I, I haven't seen a single positive thing about this everything everything is negative on this uh, but even like the reviews on youtube i'm not hearing i'm not hearing brian alvarez having a fucking eight minute meltdown about this what that's like- because he's he's being paid by uh aw he's got that con coin <laughs> the con coin anyway man we gotta go we gotta we gotta get out of here yeah, we do. Uh, anyway, I thought it was a good comeback. Was it the 68 comeback special? No, but it was good. You know what I mean? It was a good solid mm. two hours of wrestling. Uh, just the sooner AEW can get off TNT and onto TBS and not have to worry about competing with the NBA and the NHL and blah, blah, the better it will be for them, the wrestlers, and for most importantly, us, the fucking marks. Uh, <laughs> thanks for supporting us guys thanks for hanging out uh, if you think we deserve it uh, you can rate and review you can tell your friends you can follow us on Twitter like our good friends Dan House and Warhouse and RJ City and Luigi Primo have 
Uh, and uh, until next week, brother friends. Hulk Hogan, you can go to hell. <laughs> Rest in peace, Jeffrey Edelston. <laughs> All right. I got to go, man.